Hey everybody, so we got episode 6 of the 3D Community Church Podcast. Like always, we're just trying to give you an outlet in the middle of the week to seek God's Word, to get a recap of Sunday, you know, to go a little bit deeper on the message, give you something that you can share with somebody out there. Uh, if you want to support us, leave us a like, a comment on your favorite podcast platform, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts at, uh, and we'd really love it if you help us get the word out. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit about this past Sunday, which was Easter Sunday, right? The uh, yep. Super Bowl of uh, church services. Uh, how many people did we have? Man, I, we broke an actual in-house like <clears throat> record. And what I mean by that is we've had, right. we've had more people at an Easter service, but most of our Easter services have been outside. Uh, one couple didn't services. So we had... Uh, 368 people in in house, All so, right. which is that that, that gets a little exciting because it makes you feel like, hey man, we're 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 getting really back to normal yeah. from the COVID and and things like that. So uh, 368, baby, that's that is strong. I think we had 98 kids yep. from nursery to fifth grade. So, yeah. Crazy, and yeah. and I gotta really, really. Um, if I don't get a chance to do it, I want to do it. I want to take it right now. But I want to thank our children's workers, our three D kids, teachers. Man, it was a all hands on deck. Um, they showed up early that morning, but we had communion and worship with all the 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 volunteers, and they got to have a little Easter themselves. Um, and then they went back, man, and worked with those kids. It was just, I went back and I was, I was amazed, uh, Christy and her, her staff and, um, they, they just, you know, Christy's our children's pastor and just great job. I want to say thank you all from the bottom of my heart because 368 would have, I'd have died if I was, (laughs) it takes a whole, you know, it takes a lot of people to man a battleship and that's, you know. And uh, so I thank you to all of our crew members that pulled off everything. You know, the impact team, that they were there. Hospitality got the donuts out with the, you know, it was just phenomenal. And I just really want to say thank you so much for all that you guys did um, on Easter Sunday this year. Yep. And I was going to take a a second to to toot their horn too, that uh, just the energy when you walked into the kids area was phenomenal, right? Like the music was pumping. I started like... Bobbing, you know, bobbing my head as yeah. soon as you got in there, and all the kids were having fun. You know, everybody was uh, uh, dialed in. It seemed like, yeah. And, you know, we used some bait to get people to church. You know, the the analogy to be fishers of men. Um, it's, you can't just have bait. You got to have Correct. some other stuff too. You have a net. You got to have other equipment to catch fish. And um, I think for people with kids and families with kids, you know, having a a really, really solid kids' experience is important to get people to come back, right? Because yeah. we had a lot of first-time visitors, I, I would imagine, right? Yeah, I, I know for sure. I'm not. I don't have the count on that yet. I know we had ten first-time visitor cards filled out. Okay. Um, but a good one of the things that was a pleasant to see was, you know, yes, first-time visitors, but also people, you know, you know, reuniting and coming yeah, back. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, Maybe that stopped during COVID or... Yeah, um, yeah. and just maybe felt like, hey, it's Easter and it's time. Yeah. You know, it's been two years, it's, it's, it's time, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So it, that, that was good to see. Yep. Pause for two seconds. I'm going to put this on Do Not Disturb. I'll cut that part out. Make sure we don't get interrupted. All right, so um, 
but yeah, it was it was really cool to see that many people there. So um, I know that you know we talked about paths, right? And and before the Sunday before that, we led into um, the, the the this sermon by talking about how Jesus started down a path mm-hmm. on Palm Sunday to come in, and um, you know uh, Chelsea and I watched uh, the movie Son of God the night before nice. Easter to to kind of you know just. Um, connect a little further and you know you, you I, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of that movie before I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through mm-hmm. but but through reading you know and through like the podcast and stuff that I've been listening to preparing for this stuff uh, you know you just you pick up so much more when you watch that movie on how um, you know how powerful those few days were yeah right and yeah. Uh, and to know that he was gonna go down that path you know and then did it anyway yeah just yeah, because that's the thing with all the prophecies, man, throughout history. You know, I mean, this was predicted way before he came. You know what I'm saying? It was predicted how he would be born. It was prophesied. I mean, it was you know, in the Old Testament through all the prophets. That, you know, Isaiah uh, talks about, you know, um, how he's you know going to die on the cross, die for our sins. He's, you know, a Savior. And just, he knew that. I mean, he even predicted it in his three years, uh, not not predicted, but prophesied in this three years he would tell him he's like you know there's a hey there's a time coming i'm not going to be with you anymore you know mm-hmm. and then and then it's like 12 o'clock hits palm sunday and it's like it's mm-hmm. time for me to walk it, it, that that time has come yeah. you know it is it's time for the son of man to be betrayed to be uh beaten crucified and and to die you yeah. know um and the great thing is is we all <laughs> um you, I don't know if you ever wonder sometimes. Like, I'm not saying Jesus doubted God. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, you have to wonder. Like, you got to get through the death before the resurrection. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then you have to wonder how much hope of the resurrection, you know, fueled him to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? It, right. It's 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 like if you're if you're saving money for something, and but you know, because you see a big prize at the end, and you're but you're sacrificing all these years, you know what I'm saying, that I need to save, 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 save so I can have this. Well, you feel the pinch of the, yeah. the sacrifice right now. And, you know, but it's the, the goal ahead, you know. And because, and you know, you, you read the parts, and I always say this is where, you know, Jesus really showed he was human. Yeah. You know, because... I be, you know, they, you know, you've heard people say at any time he could have called down angels and put a stop to every bit of it, you know, but we see times throughout the Gospels where Jesus had to fight his own flesh, and and I don't want to say doubt. I don't want to say Jesus doubted. I'm not going to say that, but you see what I can't really think of a better word than doubt or just wonder. Because of some of the things he said, you know, mm-hmm. um, we see where he had to fight his flesh when he was tempted by the devil. He had to go through temptation. He overcame it. Um, but then we see where he was on the cross and he said, or he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he mm-hmm. was like, Lord, please, if there's any way, let this yeah. pass for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've heard preachers say, you know. Jesus was willing and ready, and when he walked up to the cross, no one ever had to grab him and 
and force him down to the cross that he just walked up and lovingly laid his arms out, you know. And yeah. Now, he didn't put up a fight that we're aware of anywhere in Scripture, but you do read in the Garden of Gethsemane where he his flesh came and rose up yeah. above his... Are you sure, God? Yeah, right. God, God, is there yeah. any other yeah. way? Let this pass from me, you know. Uh, and then, I mean, and he didn't just pray that once. <laughs> he prayed that three times. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, God, are you sure? God, are you sure? Yep. God, are you sure? You know, I'm, God, I'm halfway down this path. Can you make a fork in this road? Mm-hmm. You know, can, can, is there another way? But, and I, and this is a good, this is a good little way for us to look at our lives is, it's so important that we have a relationship with God and read his word and know his will for our lives because that's what trumped his flesh. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know what's going to break strongholds in your life, even Jesus had flesh he had to deal with. So we can't act like because we're Christians, we're never going to deal with our flesh. Yeah. Jesus lives in my heart. I'm never going to deal with my flesh. Jesus dealt with his flesh. So then you're going to do if you're going to deal with your flesh but he knew the will of God for his life and that you have to get to a place to where you can draw a line in the sand and say lord let your will be done mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying oh yeah um and so there's times where there's things that i see people do that they you know that they'll say you know, well, God's not upset if I do this. It's just a little of this. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, they're right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I can do that too, you know? But I know there's a there's a will that God has on my life for right now. And there's things that I can't do because of where I've been called and people have been called to reach. You know what I'm saying? So I have to overcome my flesh and say, Lord, let your will be done just as Jesus. And then we see him hanging on the cross. And the last one of the last things he said. Why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Eloi, Eloi, lemma shekunai. I think it's how he said it. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, uh, and, that, and it was, uh, my God, my God, yep. why have you forsaken yep. me? You know? And so, but it's funny too, man, to read. If you go back and read, and this is another part, man, that kind of shows how the Bible proves itself true. Mm-hmm. It's because you read, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're reading, that's what we call the four Gospels. And that's the first four books of the New Testament. And each one of them are basically given their account of what they seen and what they heard as they followed Jesus. Okay. And it was, what's funny is, if, if and this is what I did during Easter this year, is I went through and to the back of each book, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, started with Palm Sunday and walked down that path mm-hmm. of each person's view. Um, it was funny because all of them had different point of views, but same outcome. You know, uh, there was a few, there was one, I don't even remember which one it was, like one of them was basically saying that like Jesus had went completely silent, you know, and it, to him, he did. He probably didn't hear him say anything else. To somebody else who was standing closer to the cross, heard him say, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" You know, mm-hmm. um, there is one, only one um, disciple who 
Uh, I think it was Luke that gave more of an account of the two thieves hanging on the cross of the conversation that took place, which means mm-hmm. that he, he heard that. Now, the other ones give an account that there were two thieves on the cross, but mm-hmm. didn't hear the conversation, you know, yeah. so, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a really cool, uh, either podcast or uh, a sermon or, or something to kind of, I've thought about this, it's been in my head a couple of times about the, uh, um, how the Bible shows historically that it's true, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, because, and it brings me back to one of the things you said in the sermon that um, one of the thieves on the uh, cross with him said, if you are, and you emphasize the if that, mm-hmm. you know, the, that was the key word why yeah. he, he wasn't going to join Jesus in heaven that day because he didn't believe. He said, if you are, yeah. which the if means you doubt, yeah. The if means you don't believe. The if means you don't have faith. And then the other thief, you know, said, uh, forget what he said, but basically, but he, he indicated. He said, yeah, he, he told the other thief, he said, man, don't you know who you're talking to? He yeah. was like, hey. No he, doubt. Yeah. No if. Right? Yeah, he said, and then he proved it by turning to Jesus and said, today, yeah. when you take your kingdom, remember me. You know? Yep. And, uh and God gave me that whole little thing there, man, doing a funeral one time. But one of the first funerals I ever did was I preached a funeral for a 40-year-old girl who overdosed on bath salt. And I was like, Lord, how, I'm, a, I'm a new preacher here. You throw me to the fire, man. <laughs> you know, how do I preach this? And God gave me that. And, and he told me, he said, man, uh, well, God didn't say man, but <laughs> he said, yeah. you know, he was like, Charlie, you don't know what people's last words are when they die. And see, I'm going to connect this to what I just said, and not even through purpose, but just through the Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit just dropped this on me right here. We don't know what people's last words are. Even in the Bible, there was three accounts of two thieves. Only one heard the words. The other two recorded it, but never heard the words of what was said. Right. You don't know what people's last words are. You, you don't. I, I, I would have a feeling that a lot of people, they know when they're about to take their last breath. I know when I'm taking, I'm breathing good, you know, but, and all that thief said, man, was remember me. That was it. Mm-hmm. He said, remember me. And, and that's why I felt to, to preach that funeral that day that nobody knows. It, it takes one second to say, remember me. Yeah. To put that faith out there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Jesus said for today, you be with me in paradise, which is praise God, you know? So, mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, um, along those uh, that that same thing about the the Bible proving itself historically, how you can hear all these different accounts, and you can you can tell that uh, the Bible is true, factually true. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a really cool like uh, sermon or message on the podcast in the future of like removing the if, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, because I think I feel like there's been a lot of people who've been down at a deep, dark moment in their life and have said a prayer like that, like, you know, if you're out there, yeah, right, like if, right, and and that you're starting it off all wrong, right, like removing that if where you know nobody doubts the miracles that happened, right? Because yeah. I think about it sometimes where like you know if you were if you were one of Jesus's followers, you walked along and you witnessed these miracles, how you know, easy it would be mm-hmm. as, you know, a human, right, uh, to, to not be skeptical, to not uh, have yeah. any doubt whatsoever. You see him raise somebody from the dead, I'm like, man, you know. You would look, think. 
Right, you would think so, but, but they still, yeah, right? Yeah, then you got Peter who denies yeah. Jesus. Uh, uh, then you got Thomas, doubting Thomas. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, Jesus Shows told him. perfect we are. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they. these are guys that, you had Judas, mm-hmm. who was one of the 12 and betrayed him after watching him do all this. Yep. You know, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it's different when you see miracles happen and when you've been the recipient of a mm. miracle, mm. you know, yeah. like it was easy for them to judge Jesus and take Barabbas because they weren't there when Barabbas killed anybody. Mm-hmm. But they didn't like what Jesus stood for. But it would be, it's hard for the woman at the well to ever turn her back on Jesus because he was the one that gave her a shot. He was yeah. the one that showed her love. He was the one that fulfilled something inside of her. Yeah. The woman who said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, and then she was healed. The woman who he said, Let, if you have no sin, cast the first stone. You know, uh, Lazarus, th- those are people that could never deny Jesus because they was the recipient of a miracle. Yeah. Now, the other ones, um, I had to go back and study this. Uh, I don't recall him ever working a miracle on his disciples. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he told them, come follow me, do as I do, you know? Yeah. So it's hard when you, you know, when God saves my life the way he has saved my life, it's it's hard for me, and, and I've tasted this life. I've seen the goodness of God. I've felt the goodness of God. I've, I've, I've been a part of, you know, being able to pray for people and see them healed. You know, it's hard to turn your back on God like you know and not believe I believe right. it. I, I honestly believe it I believe in my heart right now 100% that God can do anything I do believe that you know but I also believe that God there's the will of God and he chooses what he wants to do you know he's got he's got it laid out and uh but I do believe in the miracle working power of God so even his disciples they they you know, yeah. we're with him and still was able yep. to do all that. Yeah, and it, it kind of shows you that, uh, you know, even though they were were so close to these miracles, how, you know, they they still failed. They still, mm-hmm. and we are, gonna, we are going to too. And, and, I, and just to speak to people out there who are listening who might have a thought like this, I've always got a, 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 an inclination to answer questions before somebody asks them. Mm. And I know that, like, in my head, I, I, when I hear that everyone is going to, fail anyway, mm-hmm. even though you accept Jesus, even though you believe wholeheartedly that, you know, um, that God can do anything, you're still going to have times where you betray God, right? Like yeah. you're going to, you're going to sin. And so people out there who, you know, are deciding how they want to live their life, maybe they're not as committed, you know, maybe they aren't at the point where they've, you know, given in to the will of God. They probably have the question of like, if, if we're all going to fail, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're all going to fail and and all we have to do right before we die, if we believe is say, remember me, mm-hmm. then what's the point of living so good now? Yeah, because the, the point is, and this is the I think this is what a problem with the way people see and feel. We Jesus doesn't want us to live for him just to go to heaven. That's another. That's just another bonus of living for Christ. Is He defeated death. We don't have to die. We're gonna when we close our eyes and take our last breath. We're gonna our next breath will be 
in eternity. And that could be either heaven or hell. And that determines on who we choose to believe in and serve, you know, um, while we're here on earth. Now, we aren't just saved just to go to heaven and we're just waiting to go to heaven. Throughout the Bible, when we live for God, there's promises where it talks about he wants to bring heaven down to earth now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you read, uh, when you hear the, the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, uh, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. There are things that God is ready to release to us today from heaven. Blessings, knowledge, you know, favor. And we don't have to die to get that, you know, but we do have things inside of us that we have to learn how to unlock and operate as a Christian, you know. And I think one of the way we do that is the way we live for him and the way we pass our tests, you know. And I've always said, you know, God is not, he doesn't test you to teach you. People say that all the time, you know, oh, I'm going through this. God must be trying to teach me something. No, that would make God a bad teacher because I'm a teacher and I've never walked in and say, hey, guys, today I want you to learn something. So I'm going to test you. I test you to see how much you have learned. Mm-hmm. Testing is a measuring stick to see if you're ready for the next level, okay? My son, I love him. He deserves, to me, a lot of things. I think he's a good kid. My daughter, great kid. You know what I'm saying? But there are blessings in their life that they can't have until they're old enough and mature enough to be able to handle them. My son deserves a car. He deserves to be able to drive. My daughter deserves that. But if I gave them keys at eight years old just because I thought they were good and deserved it, they are. They can't handle the blessing. Mm-hmm. They have. You have to be able to grow into the blessing. So when we start living for God here on earth, that's that's the whole. That's another whole point. You know, it's not just well. I want to live for God, so I don't go to hell. I want to live for God, so I can go to heaven. That's great. That's that's wonderful. But there's there's more to it than just living for Him now to wait to eternity. There's all kinds of things here that can happen here on earth. That uh, we have the abilities to, to unlock, you know. So yeah, yeah. And I think you know also along the same lines, you know, that uh, of the Fisher of Men talk that we've been, you know, having is, uh, you know, how how you live your life is going to have a big impact on how many other people you influence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, um, and how you know uh, people perceive you and how people see you, you mm-hmm. know, is going to have a big influence on how many people you might lead. To heaven um so uh so yeah i mean i i, I just posed that question just to, to put it out there for people that you know that uh have that doubt because i know it's out there yeah you know uh, i'm sure it's probably not the first time you've heard that question posed yeah you know? well, what was what was one of your favorite takeaways from easter sunday you know the i i really got uh hung up on the the if of that last okay of that thief you know um that 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 little seemingly little difference mm-hmm. you know uh that, that one word there meant everything yeah right like um that you just have to believe yeah you know that and and it goes back to a lot of things that uh i've been kind of coming to terms with over the last few weeks of letting it be god's will you know and i think i've said this before on another podcast where i'm somebody who you know um has always been able to carve out their own path, mm-hmm. 
you know, if I'm posed with an obstacle or have a goal, you know, I can create my own goals. I can create an action plan. I can execute it and I can create something out of nothing, you know, but if, but if I'm on the wrong path altogether, um, I'm not listening to God's will, then I'm going to end up somewhere I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you know, and paths lead you to a destination, but a lot of times, you know, destinations are seasonal. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can be on the path headed to a certain destination, and once you get there, it's, you know, you think about Raven Rock, you know, you, you go down this long path, and you get to the overlook, and you're overlooking the water and all that, and how yeah. beautiful it is, but you're, you're not meant to stay there, you know. Um, so, and you, through life, you're going to go through different paths, you know, especially in seasons, you know. Um, we decided to go through the path of having children, you know what I'm saying? Now we're going down the path of raising a teenager, you know, two teenagers, mm-hmm. two high schoolers, you know. Uh, it ain't going to be long we'll be going down the path of being an empty nester. It won't be long mm-hmm. we'll be going down the path of being grandparents, you know, so... Um, we're going to go down multiple paths in life, but we just have to make sure that when we walk down those paths that, you know, hey man, I got Jesus walking with me, you know, and everything's going to be okay. I know I was talking to Shane at the softball game last night and he was saying one of his, (laughs) and this was, I love when I, when I'm preaching, man, there's like just these God moments where things are said at the right time. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, that won't in my notes. And Mm-hmm. But he said he was listening to it online, and he was like, man, I felt the Holy Ghost when you said, you know, Jesus Jesus don't want you to die for him. He wants you to live for him. Mm-hmm. He died for you. He wants you to live for him. And uh, yep. I think that was a big takeaway. And um, I don't know, man. It was just Sunday was good. Sunday yeah. was good. Um, and I I like what we do. I do too, yeah. And, and, and for us, the, the process leading up to Sunday – it all kind of, you know, came together, but like, um, watching that movie, reading through, I did something a little bit similar, read through different, uh, paths to Easter. Mm-hmm. There's some podcasts out there you can find to listen on people's take on, you know, um, you know, what all the days leading up to Easter. Yeah. Uh, and then I also read like an article, I don't know how, you know, a- accurate the article is, but it had said that, you know, the reason why the suffering had to be so great, right, is that Jesus, you know, felt every pain, mm. right, every emotion, every, you know, he, he felt the pain of somebody who, you know, um, gets in a car wreck and becomes paralyzed and then asks why, you mm. know, yeah. he felt the pain of people that have been, you know, betrayed by their spouse, betrayed by their own kids, betrayed by the people that, yeah. you know, they love the most. He had to feel every pain so that you know uh he knew exactly how we felt the wages of sin is death and he and he took every one of our sins and he said i will die for it Mm -hmm. so you don't have to you believe in me you don't have to pay for your sins Mm -hmm. because he paid for great i mean it's wonderful it's just that's the that's the gospel yep that's the good news of jesus yep so I know, uh, you know, after, you know, it's like, it's kind of, we compare this to the Super Bowl, right? And after the Super Bowl, the winners of the Super Bowl, they go to Disney World. You, you got to preach again yeah. next Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm go- I, I ain't going to Disney World. <laughs> you don't go to Disney World. So how do you follow that up? How do you, you know, pick the next sermon yeah. after, you know, after, I mean, after any sermon, but especially after Easter? Yeah. Um, 
I know one year uh, we we actually did a sermon series after Easter called "Now What." There you <laughs> you go. know, it's like, hey, yeah. I've been to church. I got saved Easter. Now what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, so planning sermons for me, um, if other pastors ever hear this, some of them's head might explode. Um, is because uh, you know people do it differently, you know. Um, but I think one way is not always going to be the best way. Um, and I think the way pastors plan their sermons just says a lot about their relationship with God. And, you know, and, uh, and that's, you know, God really pours into pastors. I hope, you know, I hope he's pouring into them because I hope they're seeking him on whatever they're preaching, you know. Um, there has been sermons I've heard. I've, you know, wondered, you know, like, is this a TED talk or is this a God talk? You know what I'm saying? Is mm. uh, is this a motivational speech or, you know, did God lay on on your heart? You know, but series are good. Um, I enjoy series. I enjoyed the one we just did, Jonah. Um, I've got a series coming up. Um, we're going to talk about the um, the end of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, "Foolish is the man who builds his house on the sand. Let him build it upon you know mm-hmm. the rock." And we're fixing to go into a building process with the church. So yeah. I, I, God has laid this whole series on my heart of what it takes to build. You know, um, you got to have a vision. You got to be able to, when we got ready to build our first house, we, we walked out into the woods. But I could see the house. Mm-hmm. I could see the yard. You know, yeah. and in order to build something that can stand on a strong foundation, you got to have a vision. If you're waking up every day and just winging life with no vision, then that's not good. You know, you need vision in your life. What are we working for? What are we working toward? You know, but uh, for this Sunday, I'll be honest with you, it's Wednesday, and I don't know yet. You know, mm. I'm still praying about it. Um, there's a couple things going on. Uh, what I usually do is um, God has given me series for this year, but at the same time, I have, uh, I don't plan it out so far. You know, I, I try to I try to plan quarters. Yeah. You know, um, now I do try to plan a sermon series for a year. Like, hey, what are we going to preach this year? But God, when do, you, when do you, you know, and I seek God on that. I go in my office, close my door. Um, a lot of times I fast the beginning of the year. Uh, that's one of the things I'm fasting for is, you know, God, where, I don't want to just stand up on Sundays and preach. Where are we taking our people? God, where mm-hmm. do you have us take our people? You know, I felt like last year, um, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year we, we, you know, we went into that whole thing on the Holy Spirit, you know, because I felt like there was just so much confusion on the Holy Spirit, you know. And um, so as of right now, what I'll do is probably this afternoon I will get in my office and worship. And I got a whiteboard in there and I just turn some worship music on and start praying. and Let God talk to you. And God will start pouring in and I'll start writing down. Yeah, and, um, kind of like that. Uh, the story of uh, the the birds don't worry about food. Yeah, you know, preachers uh, not, shouldn't shouldn't necessarily stress or worry about having a message, right? Like, and it took me a while to get there. Yeah, it did. It took. Um, uh, that was the biggest thing, and the devil still uses that one a little bit against me. Um, that's why series are so good when you especially know what you're going to preach mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, but I'm kind of in an in-between because we got some stuff coming up. we got a celebration service coming up. Uh, we've got Mother's Day coming up. 
which is Crystal, will be speaking Mother's Day. Um, and then um, we've got a special – actually, I'll, I'll be in and out of the pulpit in May. Um, Frankie, our drummer, um, he's going to be speaking one Sunday. Um, nice. He has just an amazing testimony um, from where God has brought him. And when he shared, when I heard him give his testimony in his small group, I said, dude, you you got to do that from the big stage, you know. Um, so yeah, we're, um, we got a series coming up on, on building. Um, but, um, for right now we're, we're, um, uh, kind of doing a Sunday to Sunday deal. Okay. I, I feel like maybe we might not be quite done with paths. Um, the, yep. you know, um, gotta give me a direction and then I go down that path. Like every sermon, every week is, is a path, you know, um, a friend of mine one time told me, uh, I asked him, I said, what is it like to have to preach every Sunday? I was like, I just don't think I could preach every single Sunday. And he said, man, it's like you wake up Monday and find out you're pregnant with a vision, you know. And he said, then it's like you go through all three trimesters in six days. He said, then you get up on stage and you give birth in front of everybody. He said, only to wake up Monday and find out you're pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, we do got some cool things going on, man, for, you know, we got the ladies' breakfast. That thing's kind of taking off. Actually, Crystal's speaking at that. Um, and then... That's this Saturday. That's this Saturday. 9 a.m. Yep. Yep. And then the next one in May, we're excited. We have uh, Marty Sauls, uh, who is my old pastor, Pastor John and Marty. Um, Sauls, uh, she's coming to speak um, here to the ladies, uh, the next one. Um, and then we're also looking at planning this year, men's retreat. Um, so yeah, and then we got, you know, softball kicked off last night. Um, so just a lot going on. We got a lot going on. Yep. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll wrap it up, right? Um, that's uh, episode six of the 3D Community Church podcast. Hopefully, you guys are getting something out of this. We'd really love if you helped us share um, you know, this out there with everybody. And you can do that by leaving a review, like, comment, send it to a friend that you know needs to hear it. Um, a lot of first-time visitors, a lot of people that made it back to church, you know, invite them back again, right? Like get people to come back um, that you saw and connected with on Sunday. Um, and you know, we'll catch you next week on the next episode. And our sound should be better. And our sound should be better, <laughs> right? 3D out. Yeah, God bless.